Welcome back. We're going to continue the conversation on Drop the Mic, talking about MIC, manipulation, intimidation, and control. We're so glad you're here with us again under the free. Now watch this. If you don't submit to God, you'll submit to manipulation, intimidation, and control on some level. Sure. Coming from someone much, 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 much lower than God another human being, right? Yes. So so in, in a sense, it's really about submission, man. Who are you submitting to? The bottom line. One way or the other, you're going to yeah. submit to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Be- and then, okay, so now I'm going down the rabbit hole a little bit because now I'm thinking worship. See, so now you got submission, but now you also got worship. When you understand, listeners, when, when you understand that you were created to worship, if you're not worshiping God... Well, you're going to worship something or somebody else because you were created to worship. Yep. And people don't like it when I share that truth. With them. Yeah. It's it's it sometimes it gets a little irritating, but I I try not to beat the the dead horse. I just, "Hey, put it out there. This is what it is. We are created to worship, man." Absolutely. We're created to submit to to him. And if we don't submit to him, no matter how much we think that we're in charge, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm in charge of my life. Yeah, sure you are. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, you're in charge so much that you have to keep saying it to convince your own self. You convince know? yourself. <laughs> you know, you're on the corner screaming, I'm in charge. Yeah, right, whatever. Um, but that's what it comes down to. And the enemy, I heard somebody say it like this, Troy, the enemy has had thousands of years to study human beings. Yeah thousands yeah i personally believe this may be a shock to some of our listeners i personally believe the devil can't make you do one thing no he can't his strong suit if i can say it like that is to convince you to make a decision other than or opposite of what god has already said what god has already decreed what God has already laid down as a standard. Mm -hmm. So much of what's going on in the world right now, from my vantage point, uh, Troy, is simply, you know, you see people that almost seems like they want to just wipe away any kind of standard, right? Everybody just do whatever, whatever feels good to you, so on and so forth. To me, it's an attack on standards. Sure. But when I look at it from my vantage point, it's I take it all the way back to the throne. God has standards, and he sets standards. Haven't changed them. He hasn't changed. Not one of them has changed. No. He hasn't downgraded them because we're in 2023, you know, when things are just different. No, he hasn't changed any of them. No. And so, to me, it's the enemy who will find human beings that he can persuade. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Persuade to make decisions that are opposite of what God has already said. So I'm going to go to a point, but I'm going to come back to this point. Okay. Because I, I do believe they, they've been tied together. Okay. Acts chapter eight, you have Philip mm-hmm. went into a region and there was a sorcerer named Simon. Simon. Simon the sorcerer. Yep. And the one thing it says in Acts chapter eight, verse nine, in Acts chapter eight, verse nine, somewhere around there, Simon had the people bewitched 
in that area. Yes. So we're still talking about witchcraft. We're still yes. talking about sorcery, that kind of stuff. Yes. And I can get into some other stuff about the, the what witchcraft is because it's not just stirring a, a cauldron and it's not just right casting spell. Listen, the gossip is that's witchcraft. Yes. The backbiter that's witchcraft. The yes. busybody. Yes. That's witchcraft. Yes. If I had time, I could dig through, show you in Galatians five where this stuff is is applicable right. when you look at the root words that are used there. Yes, sir. Uh, there's several words that describe witchcraft in the Bible and mm-hmm. the gossip that you know. Stuff we don't really want to talk about, right? Yes. So Simon has these people tied up with his sorcery to the point that they said he is the great power of God. Right. They didn't say he had God's power. They said he is God's power. Right. And Philip came in there and just preached Christ to him, right? And then, you know, got the people set free. Okay? Yeah. The thing about that is culturally, you have Simon representing the culture, and Simon has everyone in that region bewitched culturally. Yes. Right? Because he represents, this is what's happening in this region. Yes. Cancel culture. Boy, Culturally boy, boy. is one of those things that we have tended to jump on the train at its core. Yeah. What is it doing? Oh, my goodness. It's trying to control someone or a group of people to do something or say something that they may not have done or said in their own strength. You're intimidating people, yes. right? Yes. By by threatening their career. Their livelihood. Threatening their livelihood. So cancel culture is, is one of those things that, that people don't necessarily look at it yeah. that way. But at its core, what is it doing? Is there manipulation involved? Yep. Is there intimidation involved? There is. Is there control involved? There is. Then we're, we're on the same page, it, right? It's, it's the same thing. So... A, a lot of this this stuff that we've gone through, especially over the last couple of years, yeah, you you can't you can't come in here until you show me proof, right, right. You know what I mean, right? No, that no, you're for real. Clean. Yeah, you can't show you can't you can't get on this plane unless you do right. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. What is no, this it's, at its core? It's, it's the same train. And and I know this. this is <laughs> We're on the same train, dude. This is hard for some people to accept. And and I know probably some people. This is the point where you probably turn us off. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Remember, yeah. yeah uh, hopefully you come back for the next session. But uh, this might be the point where where you turn us off. But when you even even if you do turn us off, you can't unhear what we said. Yeah. I, I need you to think about that. At its core, what is it doing? Can I go further? Sure. Ah, here we go. Even in a standpoint where we start talking about. Uh, the love of God. Yes. And we start to intimidate people come to on, come man. to Christ. Come on, bro. You got to think about what you're operating in. Oh, come on, bro. I'm going to be fair across the board, right? Come on, man. Because God does nothing outside of the motive of love. Listen to me. Everybody that can hear me, I don't care where you are. Since God has not given us the spirit of fear. Yes. Why would he use fear to motivate you? Yes. It's not going to happen. It's not. And so when people are even trying to put that on you to try to get you to come to God, they're not operating in the right spirit because he doesn't do anything outside of the motive of love. That's exactly right. For God so loved the world. There's his motive. The action was he gave. Yes. And he gave his best. Yes. Right. Right. And so when, when we're looking at that, even that, I want to be fair across the board. Yeah. Even with that, when you start to do things like that. Yeah. I look at the spirit that you're operating in. That's right. Just that's to be right. fair. No, that that's that's very fair from my vantage point. 
And that is very fair. I, I'll take it one more step. Let's go. Since we're swimming in deep waters. Yeah, man. Troy, we went to a church for a little while where <laughs> where the leader required very regular sessions, what we call deliverance sessions. Got it. But the motivation was wrong. Yeah. Going in or having what some call deliverance sessions or freedom sessions or whatever. Right. In and of itself is not a bad thing if you need it. Correct. But even that, to to, add, to to tag on something to the end of what you just said, even that we begin to recognize, you know, we did a couple of times like, yeah, okay, you know, it doesn't hurt to uh, make sure, you know, you're, you're clean or whatever, you know, have yeah. people pray for you, you know, so there's the humbling thing in there, you know, I'm going to humble myself and yeah. let my brothers, you know, and sisters, you know, pray over me and, and trust that if they see something, so at its core, didn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. But then it was coming so strong from the leader at that time yeah, that it didn't take but the next time around. I think we did it twice. Yeah. And then we realized, no, this is something else. Yeah. This is something else. This is a level of manipulation that most people wouldn't catch because what's wrong with making sure that you're clean? Yeah. You know, and requiring that for leadership in that church. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with it in and of itself until it becomes a motivation, until yeah. you look at the motive. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I know that's that's a little that's a little touchy, it's but touchy. we experienced that. Yeah, man. You know, and we had to say, you know what, we're not doing that anymore. If we feel or if Holy Spirit because it took Holy Spirit out of the picture. Yeah. Can I say that? For us, it took Holy Spirit completely out of the picture. It makes it kind of dogmatic at that point. And it it becomes dogmatic and it became a ritual. There you go. Bingo. Thank you very much for that. It was just ritualistic. Yeah. I'm like, no, we're not doing that anymore. As a matter of fact, if we find ourselves needing prayer, we're going to somebody else, (laughs) you know, because at this point, we don't even have faith that these people can help us because they have fully embrace the ritual of the thing and you see that a lot in local churches sure there's all kinds of ritual stuff that okay i'm gonna make some tongue talkers mad right now i just want to go ahead and say that up front there's a lot of tongue talking churches that are just as religious as non-tongue talking churches as denominations that some of the so-called charismatics i got my quote fingers up yeah the charismatics the tongue talkers right but they've made it a ritual. They've made so many different aspects of how they do what they do ritualistic. And God is not interested in that, whether you speak in tongues or don't speak in tongues. He's not interested in that. And, but all of that, I think, still keeps us in the same on the same train, as I said earlier, going down the road trying to understand what manipulation, intimidation, and control actually looks like. No, that's a great point. I think you and I talked about this before. Um, and I, I guess since we're already since we're already in that boat riding down the angry river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We may, we may be the only ones not angry right now. <laughs> we may be. <laughs> we may be. I, I'm going to be quite honest. And we've you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned cancel culture a few minutes ago. Yes. 
But but cancel culture really started in the church. Dude, you got to it before I could. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, no, we're 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 going down the same river in the same direction. I was going to say it earlier and and I was like, "Oh, I hope I don't forget cuz I want to say that. <laughs> I want to make sure that the listeners hear that." Yeah. So and but here's the dynamic. Here's the spiritual dynamic. What you see happening in the world, mm-hmm. right? Mhm. The church is supposed to lead the world. Correct. So much of what we see happening in the world is either because the church is operating in it already mm-hmm. and the world follows, or the church has thrown up their hands and won't be the leader that God has made us to be Absolutely. in the earth and therefore havoc and chaos. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so funny because I don't even know how many denominations there are in what we call Christianity. Me either. But I do believe, and you start to look at the history of it, and you start going back through it, there's a dispute somewhere. And because we can't handle the dispute, then then we break off. Yes. And we start something new, and we yes. don't associate with the people <laughs> that right. we had to dispute with. That's right. And I don't understand how that's not canceling uh, uh, someone. It, I mean, it, it is know, absolutely canceling. Yeah, it, it cancel culture started there. So uh, you, you end up having, you know, uh, uh, great, or you have Grace Baptist Church, and then there's a falling out, and down the street they'll build Greater Grace Baptist Church. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know gosh. what I mean? I'm, we're, we're being funny about it, but listen, the truth of the matter is, God never authorized denominations. He didn't, um, because it is a di- division. Yes, um, of the of the, the the house. It's a division of the house, and. The, Okay, let me go down this road. <laughs> Jesus said this in the Bible. He said, listen, a house divided against itself shall not stand. Yes. And you can't tell me that Satan wasn't present when he said that. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not convinced that Satan was not present. He was there. And he probably said note to self. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so now we have this, this, this wonderful thing that is the church. Yeah. And what's one good way? To stop the church is, oh, I remember their leader said a house divided against itself, you know, Not stand. and so let me get in here and make sure there's some Methodists and me, let me get in here and make sure that even the Methodists yeah. are separated. Let oh, me make sure there's some Baptists and even the Baptists are separated. That's right. And let me get the Pentecost and make sure they're separated. And make sure they're separated. You know, and it goes on and on and on and well, on. Well, it splinters. It absolutely does. And, and I've, I've not known a whole lot of anything that comes good from a splinter. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, it gets under your skin. It hurts, you know. And you normally need someone else to come and help you pluck it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah it, it, it causes splinters. It, it is so splintered. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those In things, that regard, man, you know. It's that... Yeah, cancel culture, that control. Yes. And if you don't agree with me, I'll just, I'll go start a new thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you start a new thing, why? Yeah. Because you're offended? Right. And that's not a good reason to start a new thing. And it, it's just this, this that cancel culture. It, it started in the church. I'm just going to be honest with you. It started there. It, it's it's more pervasive in the world. Yeah. But it's it's not like it's not pervasive in the church. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Like I said, you took you took the words out of my mouth because I wanted to bring that point out before we finished this particular podcast that um you I, I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. You know, 
that, uh, that a lot of the dynamics that we're talking about, unfortunately, you can find them in the church. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, it, it is very unfortunate because then, you know, you're dealing with the watering down of the word and you're dealing with, uh, I mean, you know, you, you start going down this path, man, and, and if you're not careful, you get so far down the path, and I really think that's where the church is right now. We're so far down the path it really takes someone being willing to stop and say, okay, how did we get here? Yeah. Oh God, how did we get here? Lord, please help us. Listen, you know, to your point, somebody's got to look at what's going on. Yes. And then say, it's not going to rain. Oh boy. (laughs) Somebody's got to do that. They have to look and see this. This is the same thing God was saying. And you know what? Shut up the heavens and it won't rain. Yeah. I believe that that's what we're coming to. Yeah. You know, I really do. I believe that that's what we're coming to from a prophetic perspective. I really do believe that God is actually raising up and preparing prophets. Sure. To function on that level. Yeah. Because, you know, what we're talking about today touches even what is considered fivefold mm-hmm. ministry. It has to because they have been set as the leaders we we're part of that yeah has been have been set by god as the leaders of the church yeah so there has to be a cleaning out there has to be a div- if there's if there's going to be any dividing it there has to be the dividing the word coming back and cutting asunder that's what uh, the bible says right yeah, yeah yeah the word is sharper than any two-edged sword able to cut asunder soul spirit Bone marrow, bone and marrow, right? I mean, gets right down to the joint, right? And chip and cuts it off. And so I I believe that we're coming to that, but not before uh, a massive, a massive undertaking of cleaning up the outside, I mean, the inside of the cup. Yeah. Because where much of the church is today, the focus is on the outside of the cup. And Jesus was so clear and so simple in that point, but it was so profound yeah, it was. about you care about the, out, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing guys, but you care about the outside of the cup. The inside of the cup is filthy. Mm-hmm. But, you, but hey, all you care about is what it looks like on the outside, right? And if, if the, is that not a picture of a lot of where the church is today? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that's where the church is. Yeah, I think that's, you know, the Lord told us recently, I think I shared that at um, when we were together at you guys' last uh, house meeting, which was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 25, that I felt like the Lord told us that we're in a Matthew, the church right now is in a Matthew 25 dynamic, talking about the 10 virgins. Yeah. And that being played out right now, we only have a few years before he is ready to do the next big thing until before he's ready to allow the next big thing. I'm going to say it that way. Not yeah. that he, you know, some things God is doing, but there's other things he's going to allow because it's all about still getting his church back up and running, getting his church fully awake, getting his church fully clean. Right. Yeah, man. Getting her fully clean, getting her to value once again the holy from the profane, mm-hmm. and having having a real desire 
in the church's heart. I'm going to speak as the Bible, as the Bible talks about the church, her, mm-hmm. she's the bride. Yeah. She has a groom. His name is Jesus. Right. So I really believe over the next, uh, you know, next few years, man, coming into 2030, you've heard me say this before sure. that, um, that, that, that we're in a, we're right now in a Matthew 25 dynamic where, where God is wanting us to make the decision that I no longer want to be manipulated, intimidated, and controlled, and I no longer want to manipulate, intimidate, and control. I want to be a kingdom citizen functioning with all the rights and with all the benefits of a kingdom citizen, and I'm coming back to a place of hating what he hates. Yeah, man. And loving what he loves. That's it. I want to come back to a place. I really believe that's what's happening. I want to come back where people begin to cry out to God again. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Help me. Please help me to come back to a place where I hate what you hate. He hates a false tongue. Yeah, man. He hates a lying tongue. He hates unrighteousness. We can go on. Hands that right? shed innocent blood. Hand, hands that shed innocent blood blood yeah we have to come back to that yeah man and when we come back to that then we'll have prophets that rise up i'm in there too yeah man prophets that rise up that can say very simply there'll be no rain (laughs) until i say so i love it you know i think that's where we are man man i'm gonna tell you this is incredible i listen we don't our heart is not to beat up on the church, our heart is not to beat up on the church leaders. Our heart—that's not our heart. No, it's so not. The heart is to make people aware. Yes, of some of the things that they're normally not aware of. Uh, in this case, is what we're doing. There's a lot of people that operate in this 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 uh, particular area of witchcraft, and they just don't know it. Yeah, they just no. don't know it because Absolutely. nobody has ever told them that manipulation. And intimidation and control is all part of that. They've yes. never been told that. Yeah. But you will consistently see that uh, throughout Scripture. Those characteristics are tied to witchcraft. And so we just want to make people aware yeah. that this stuff exists. Yes. This stuff is actually going on. That's right. This stuff is closer to you than you think it is. That, that's that's right. You know, one, one of the things that, that, um, that sometimes comes out of leaders that operate that this way Wonderful leaders in the body of Christ. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I, you know, but we, we know that. And I'm sure all the leaders, I mean, all the um, people who may be listening understand that we're, we're, we're painting with a wide brush. Sure. But it doesn't make it any less true. Before we close out, can I give one more scripture? One of the ways to stay free from manipulation, intimidation, and control. Let's get it. Is to have self-control. Amen. I wanted to make sure I brought that point before we finished out. Yeah. And I pulled some of that from 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2. Um, and, and if you don't mind, I'm going to read a part of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Start at verse 1, 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. Timothy, my dear son, live your life empowered. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Live your life empowered by God's free-flowing grace, which is your true strength found in the anointing of Jesus and your union with him. Verse 2, and all that you've learned from me, firm, uh, confirmed by the integrity of my life, deposit into faithful leaders who are competent 
to teach the congregation the same revelation. Verse 3, overcome, here it is, overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself, herself, right? That's a strong word, divorce, himself, herself from the distractions of this world so that they may fully satisfy the one who chose them, right? That's right. And I got a couple of things that I wanted to point out from that scripture. Being a good soldier means we have to have self-control when faced with the temptation to do something which goes against who we are and what God says about us. Agreed. There has to be self-control. We have to be willing to say no. This was the point I wanted to bring out earlier. A well-placed no could save your life. That's a good, you got to say that again. I'll say it again for the people in the back. A well-placed no could save your life. Now, I will admit on this podcast, that was an area that I really struggled with for years, man. Me as well. Being able to just say no and I'll be real honest, and I've gotten really good at it now, right? Because yeah. I'll say no, and just we'll just stare at each other awkwardly until one of us walks away. <laughs> because, I, you know, I've gotten to the place where I'm free in him now. Yeah. I've accepted the freedom that he has provided for me through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so I don't owe you an explanation for my no. Just no. Just no. Hey, man, are we going to do, are you going to do this? No. If you ask me why not, I'll tell you. But, you know, you should have no expectation that I'm going to auto- automatically. The other thing I want to say is false compassion can get you killed. Yes. Right? Yeah. False compassion will get you killed. You tolerate things, right, thinking that, well, God bless them. No, 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 that's sin. That's <laughs> manipulation. That's right. That's intimidation. That's right. That's control. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying for the day. Troy, when men and women of God will be strong enough in their conviction, in their walk with God, to be able to look people in the eye and say, that is what it is. Yeah. It's manipulation, and I love you, but you need to stop it Yeah, in man. Jesus' name. That's right. And, and let the chips fall where they may, as, as we used to say a long time ago, right? And so a couple more. We got to see ourselves as leaders. As long as we see ourselves as followers— we're probably going to fall for what you like to say from the, from an old movie, <laughs> the banana and the tailpipe. That's right. <laughs> if you don't see yourself as a leader, what do you see yourself as? You see? So that's one of the things I get out of the scripture. I'm, I'm kind of giving a commentary, listeners, from 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 through 5. The next one is be able to separate the primary from the secondary. And also be able to uh, separate not only the primary from the secondary, but even those things that shouldn't be on your list in the first place. Man, that's something that that we we have trouble with because we don't know how to prioritize. We think we do. Right. And and some of us are better at it than others. That's right. But I'll be honest with you, the best way to prioritize your life is let God do it for you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right, man. Yeah. And the last one I have is understand that endurance is not necessarily tolerance. Yeah. That tolerance and endurance are two different things. I mentioned false compassion. A lot of times people won't deal with things, so they tolerate it. Yeah. But we weren't we weren't told to tolerate sin. No. 
in this context of what we're talking about today, we weren't told to just endure. I got my quote fingers up. Yeah. Just endure, right? Because that scripture talks about endure hardness as a good soldier. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm bringing that point out, that there's a difference in my mind between just tolerating something or actually enduring something. I endure the hard times that following Jesus may bring me. And I continue to follow Jesus. That's right. I don't tolerate manipulation and intimidation and control because that's not part of what Jesus has called me to walk out. No, not at all. So I wanted to make that point in closing that there is, in my mind, a very big difference between tolerance and endurance. I love that. This is, this is a great conversation. This kind of stuff I could talk about all night. I, I'm going to say this. We talked a lot about the love of God and God unconditionally loving you and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm going to leave with this one. Okay. Um, this is another level. I don't want you to fall for, you know, the mic. Yes. Right. Yes. Unconditional love and unconditional acceptance are two different things. Oh man. That's so good. And so don't let people make you believe that in order to love them unconditionally, you have to accept everything that they do unconditionally because that is not the truth. It's, it's not. It's one of those ultimatums, you know what I mean, that's completely false. It's not. Um, and, and it's very manipulative. It is. And you don't have to accept everything that someone does. There, You may have family members that operate under one of these three. And you, uh, I think you so eloquently put it, you don't have to tolerate that. No, no you don't. Um, and and I don't, you don't need to let people make you believe that you have to tolerate that. That's 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 exactly so, right, man. Uh, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, two very different things. Two very different things, and and they should not be confused. They should not be confused because no. if you get them confused, once again, I I know what I said earlier is really harsh. It sounds harsh that false compassion could get you killed. Yes, but we know it to be true. Absolutely. And that falls into that unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, and you start tolerating things that God never told you to tolerate. Exactly. And and what happens is if you even if there's a call on your life now, you'll find it difficult to maybe say what God tells you to say mm-hmm. because yeah. you've already acquiesced to tolerance. Yeah, man. And we in order to be accepted. We can't do that. Can't do that. We can't do that. So, listen, this is fun. Love it. I love it, man. <laughs> I'm Troy. I am Bruce. And we thank you so much for spending time with us here under Big Tree.